Hello and welcome to Adrian Goldberg's talk show, coming today from the Peaky Blinders Festival in Birmingham, where Anna Calvi has performed two shows in two days, alongside the likes of Primal Scream, Liam Gallagher, Slaves and Nadine Shah. Anna has created the musical score for season five of Peaky Blinders. So what, I wondered, does that entail? It was just really about watching the show and and just responding to it, going with my gut instinct, really just wanting to kind of, I guess, just map out musically the themes of the show and, and most specifically to kind of express Tommy's inner world. And in season five, his world, his inner world, seems to be one of disintegration, doesn't it? Mm, Yeah, that's a really interesting thing to explore musically, is how to kind of express this idea of him, in a way, sort of falling apart and having real um, serious kind of mental health issues. But how how you can convey that with music is a very interesting task. He is such a... A brutal and in some ways unpleasant man, isn't he? Clearly there's a glamour, which is why people watch the show, but there's a duality about him. Yeah, I think he's um, he's he's a he's an anti-hero. It's like he does these really awful things, but you do believe that he has some kind of moral compass and you you kind of have to believe that somewhere underneath everything he's he's a good man and I think that's the power of uh, Killian's acting is that he does even though he can be so cruel you, you're rooting for him which is amazing really. it is a pretty warped moral compass yeah, isn't it, it very much is <laughs> <laughs> have you always been a fan of the show yeah I've always really loved it I think it's uh, it's so cinematic and the characters are great I think it's great that they that they've got this character of Polly I think she's so strong and um, it's such a, an amazing um, female character. It's interesting, as I've been talking to people around the Peaky Blinders Festival where we're recording, people have talked about the strong female characters, uh, Paul and Ada as well. Yeah, I think what's interesting about, about these characters is that I think strong is, a, is quite a two-dimension... I mean, nobody is just strong. And I think, say, with Polly, you really can see... You know, in the same way as Tommy, really, all these conflicting emotions and strength and vulnerability, and I think there's, it's, a, it's a very much a multifaceted uh, exploration of a, of a character. Technically, how does it work for you? Do you get to see the film or the, the programme without music and then you kind of add your bits on? Yeah, that's how it works. So I'll watch an episode and then I'll just have a guitar with me and I'll record ideas and record vocals, and that's how I kind of build it up. Right from season one, episode one, where you had Nick Cave's red right hand right at the top of the programme, that sort of announced that for British drama this this was something different, something sort of as left field as Nick Cave. Mm. I think it's it works so amazingly well. I think it's very interesting that they have music from, um, I guess, the present day against these this kind of period... Um, Writing, but I think it really re- works because you feel the music's come coming from Tommy's inner world, and therefore it's it's how he sees the world somehow, and that's why it works. It's interesting that you've mentioned Tommy so much. Then, do you feel that his character is the source of the music in the program? Is that w- what you're principally writing to? I think they all have their um, you know their themes and their music, but I think 
it, the person that holds it all together is Tommy. He's the head of the family. And um, but I have to say, you know, writing music for Arthur, for example, is incredibly fun because he's such a dynamic character and he's so violent in this in this series. He's got so much. You know, anger issues. You know, and and then you know he seems there's something very desperate and almost pathetic about him as well. <laughs> well yeah, and he's going through his own sort of psychic disintegration, isn't he? As he realizes some of the the awful things that he's done, trying to come to terms with them, mm. but continuing to do them. <laughs> mm. So I mean, it's just so much fun to write for such rich characters. How do you relate writing a soundtrack for a program like Peaky Blinders to your own? album work in your own name? Um, it's different because it's not about me, it's about trying to serve a vision of the, you know, um, Stephen Knight and and um, Anthony, you know, just really trying to see through the vision of other people, to be a cog in a bigger creative machine, I suppose. And is there a conversation about that, about, you know, does Stephen say, look, Anna, this is roughly musically where we want it to be? It was Anthony Byrne, the director that I worked with, and we had a really great relationship. It was very close, and you know he was very much involved. And you know I would obviously I would play him everything, and and it was great because I felt like we were on the same page most of the time. And, and I thought whenever he had an idea of how to improve, I always in the end agreed with his choices and his tastes. And it was a really productive, creative working relationship. I have to say it's a program that I watch with Shazam at hand because right. I know a fair bit of the, the, the musical selections mm. that go along uh, with the action but not all of them and I'm, I'm always Shazamming. Right, yeah, that's <laughs> what's great about it. It's such amazing um, music and um, they always choose such great bands to be part of the show. And is that separate from your role, the kind of the selection of individual tracks, you know, whether it's mm. Cabbage or, or Black Sabbath or Nadine Shah, is that somebody else's decision than yours? Yeah, that's someone else's decision. Yeah. But there is definitely, I would say, a, a crossover between the music in the programme and the, the tracks that are selected, and your own tracks have been selected, haven't they, mm. uh, at times. It kind of, uh, I slightly hesitate to use the word gothic because the word goth is often misused, but in the sense of heightened emotion and that sense of terror that goes with the gothic sensibility um yeah i would say it was more of a punk attitude in the sense of the idea of being an outsider not wanting to conform conform to some kind of mainstream convention and wanting to do things a bit differently and take the risk of maybe getting hurt i think that's more to me where the music kind of the family of music comes from. I think that's really interesting then, so the, the punk outsider-ishness, I hear in it the kind of, as I say, the, the sense of heightened emotion of, of goth, not just goth music, but goth sensibility in writing and so on, but the blues is always present there as well. The blues is the root of Black Sabbath's music, which we hear. There's definitely an undertow of the blues as well there. I think there is in the sense that it's more guitar-based or acoustic-based instruments than electronic and obviously therefore that music comes initially from the bl blues background. When you announced that you were scoring Peaky Blinders you tweeted that it continues your work of exploring beauty and brutality. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, explain. I mean there, there is a link with you as I mentioned earlier with your own solo work. Mm. 
I think it's just this, this uh, interesting thing of being able to be both at the same time. The idea of being both strong and vulnerable and beautiful and ugly, I think they are things of the same side of the same coin. And um, I think it's what attracts me to art in general. Is It's like I don't want to see things that just please me and just, you know, I want to be challenged. At the same time, there's something almost religious about striving to, to find something beautiful in whatever way it is, your relationship or, you know, your home or, you know, how you want to love someone, the music that you want to listen to. It, I feel like it's a thread that goes through all parts of one's life. Yes, and I just think of song titles from your most recent album, Alpha, Hunter, could easily be applied to Tommy Shelby. That's very true, that's very true. <laughs> Do you think this will feed back into your own solo work? Will it in some way modify what you do? I think the way that it's influenced me is I love this idea of just going with gut instinct, your first idea, and also just playing around with the guitar has been really fun, just writing soundscapes and um, atmospheres. and that, I love doing that kind of thing, and I'd love to do more of my own work. So what next for Anna Calvi after Peaky Blinders? Another album soon? Uh, yeah, I'm working on another album. I've got some great collaborations coming up, so it's going to be a busy rest of the year. Any names you want to throw into the mix? Not, not yet, but it's very exciting. <laughs> really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you.